Today's scripture reading is from Jeremiah 32, 1 through 3, and 6 through 15. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, the 10th year of King Zedekiah of Judah, which was the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. At that time, the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem, and the prophet Jeremiah was confined in the court of the guard that was in the palace of the king of Judah, where King Zedekiah of Judah had confined him. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me. Hanamel, son of your uncle Shalom, is going to come to you and say, Buy my field that is at Anathoth, for the right of redemption by purchase is yours. Then my cousin Hanamel came to me in the court of the guard in accordance with the word of the Lord and said to me, Buy my field that is at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for the right of possession and redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I know, then I knew that this was the word of the Lord, and I bought the field at Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel and weighed out the silver to him, 17 shekels of silver. I signed the deed, sealed it, got witnesses, and weighed the silver on scales. Then I took the sealed deed of purchase containing the terms and conditions and the open copy, and I gave the deed of purchase to Baruch, son of Neriah, son of Masyeh, in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, in the presence of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase, and in the presence of all the Judeans who were sitting in the court of the guard. In their presence I charged Baruch, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these deeds, both the sealed deed of purchase and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware jar in order that they may last for a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall again be brought in this land. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. Good morning. It is great to see all of you this morning. Before I start, I just want to um, mention about this little round green paper. You might wonder, what is it for? Don't throw away, you need this for my sermon, okay? Better just keep it. <laughs> so today marks the last Sunday of our five-week sermon series, Caring for Creation. I know it's been a challenging month for all of you, even for me, when I prepared the sermon each Sunday. Oh my God, it was like, it was like a labor. Huh? It was very hard for me to prepare the message because the message itself was very tough for us to hear. So after a challenging month with Jeremiah, we have finally arrived at a hopeful moment. So today we will explore the hope that our Lord promised to Jeremiah. So are you ready? Let us pray. God of a creator and a sustainer, 
We thank you for your presence with us this morning. As we prepare to listen to your words, Lord, help us approach with open hearts and attentive ears to receive the wisdom and guidance that your word imparts. May the message we are about to hear inspire and illuminate us, drawing us closer to you and strengthening our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Two weeks ago, Jeremiah brought us to the middle of a disaster. The earth was a void of plants and animals. The sky was dark. Earthquake suit the earth. The cities lay in ruins. And a once fruitful land had become a desert. God decided to place his people under the control of a foreign country because they were so evil in God's eyes. For the stiffness of the people of Judah, Jeremiah wept. So did our God as well. You might still remember the crying of Jeremiah from the last week's the passage. He said, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no fission there? Why then has the health of my poor people not been restored? And today in uh, the scripture lesson, Jeremiah saw the vision from God and he got a message of hope. I have entitled to this message as hope in the midst of despair because it truly encapsulates what Jeremiah experienced in today's lesson. And I also believe that it is what we should experience as a Christian and pursue as Christian. Many people say that it is difficult to have hope when we find ourselves in seemingly hopeless situation, such as losing our jobs, losing our beloved ones, losing all of our property due to scams or by natural disasters or even losing our health, losing one's own country. Needless to say, it is incredibly challenging. Many people say it is difficult to have a hope when we find themselves in seemingly hopeless situation because typically when we use the word hope, we express our desire for something good in the future. But when our reality and circumstances offer no glimmer of hope, it becomes hard for us to hold on to the hope. However, the Bible teaches us that we should have hope 
regardless of our circumstances. Because our God is our hope. And He is the one who gives us strength and courage to hold on to the hope to be fulfilled. In the context, so that context is, I'm talking about the Bible. The word hope does not just express a desire for something good in the future. It implies a confidence that it will happen because God is our hope. And through hope and through him, we can find new life and new opportunity. So let's look at Jeremiah's story to see how Jeremiah finds hope in the midst of despair. Firstly, Jeremiah believes in God, who is our hope. The scripture says that Jeremiah received the word of hope from God. Both he and his country were in a terrible situation. The city of Jerusalem was besieged by the Babylonian army. People were starving in the streets of Jerusalem due to a lack of water and food. There was a prevailing mood of discouragement and hopelessness. According to the history, about 11 months later, in August of 587 BC, Jerusalem finally fell. It was indeed a critical time for the kingdom of Judah. During this critical period for his nation, Jeremiah found himself unable to take any action for his people and for his country because he was confined to the court of the prison because of a prophecies that he delivered to his people. King didn't like his prophecies, so he put him in a prison. So in this hopeless situation, there was nothing for Jeremiah could do but only pray for his people and his nation. And while he was in prayer, God's word came to Jeremiah, and God reminded him of who God was, the one who brings hope and promises the renewer of the kingdom. In verse 15, God said, Jeremiah, buy the land that I show you. Surely houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. In chapter 29, God also made a promise to Jeremiah that when Babylon's 70 years were completed, God would visit them again. God would visit the Israelite who had been exiled to Babylon and fulfill God's promise to bring them back 
to Jerusalem. And then God said, God will listen them again and their prayer because God still loved them. And then God assured Jeremiah that this plan that God had was for Jeremiah's welfare and not for harm and to give him a future hope. Let me ask of you, if you were Jeremiah, how would you react to this promise that God gave you? 70 years later, I bring your people back to your country. I rebuild the houses and the family. And then I give them abundant blessing again. Would you say, thank you, Lord, like Jeremiah did? And I'll patient wait for the day to come? Or would you say to God that, Lord, you just said 70 years later, are you kidding? 70 years later, I'll be like 100 years old. Maybe there are a chance that I won't believe in this, in this land anymore. With his face, Jeremiah chose to believe in God's promise. He chose not to give up hope for his kingdom and his people. Even though the circumstances were bad and he knew that he wouldn't be alive when the promise was fulfilled. And what happened later? Exactly after 70 years later, after 70 years, God's promise had been fulfilled. The people of Israel who were exiled to Babylon, they came back to the land. And also the temple was uh, turned down, was rebuilt. Jeremiah's hopeful vision reminds me of my Korean ancestors who died while fighting against Japanese imperialism. They lost their country like the people of Judah. They lost their families and friends due to the, uh, the wars and forced relocations. They lost their rights and freedom. They even lost their, their own language because the Japanese government did not allow them to speak their own language. Nevertheless, my Korean ancestor, they never gave up the hope. They never lost their dream that one day they would regain the country. One day they would inherit a country where their next generation could freely speak their own language, enjoy freedom of speech, and live anywhere with their family and friends, the hope grounded in their faith. And their faith eventually led Korea to independence. 
from Japan 35 years later. Let's go back to Jeremiah again. Secondly, Jeremiah finds hope in the midst of despair by taking action based on his belief. In his vision, God commands Jeremiah to buy his cousin's land in Anathoth for the right of redemption. This, this vision really happened in the real life while Jeremiah was imprisoned. In verse 28, Jeremiah said, Then just as the Lord has said, my cousin Hanamel came to me in the courtyard of the guard and said, Buy my land at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin, since it is your right to redeem it and possess it. Buy it for yourself. When his cousin asked him to buy the land, Jeremiah did not hesitate. He bought the land with 17 shekels of silver because he knew it was the word of God. The action of purchasing land of Anathoth demonstrated, I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening, the great of Jeremiah's faith. You might wonder how this action shows his great faith. So let me explain this to you. Actually, buying the land in Anathoth was a particular decision. You don't want to buy the land that, uh, that, that if you knew that the entire country was about to be taken over by the Babylon. If you bought the land, the land wouldn't be yours much longer. And you'd earn nothing but pain later. Nevertheless, Jeremiah bought the land. Many biblical scholars interpret his act of buying the land from his cousin as an act of faith. Because Jeremiah had hope in God, so he obeyed the word of God, even though it made no sense to him. And in verse 14, God said to Jeremiah that Take these documents, both the sealed and unsealed copies of the deed of purchase, and put them in a clay jar so they will last a long time. Church, although the action of buying the land seemed no value and appeared nonsensical, the sealed documents were the hope for Jeremiah and, and also for, uh, and it was a hope for the people of Judah. And it was also God's testimony for all of us that when God makes promises, God keeps his words. In the last few weeks, we have pondered our roles and our responsibilities in caring God's creation and God's people. Many people out there say that 
there's nothing or little thing we can do about climate change or suffering caused by the natural disasters or wars. But look at what the Bible says to us. Bible says to us that hope can still emerge from destruction and desolation. And God is calling his faithful people who's willing to listen to God's words and obey his words through their faithful actions. And even when what God asks us to do does not make sense to us. As a church in the last two months, you have asked to bring used sneakers for recycling. And for a year, you haven't asked to give donations to help the, uh, I mean, uh, bring the dead alkaline batteries for recycling. And also you've been asked to donate food items to food pantry and give donations to help the people of Hawaii <laughs> whose lives were devastated by wildfire. And you've been also encouraged to volunteer your time for our church's mission and the ministry. And that you've been faithfully answer those requests and show your faith. And I think that is a hope that our church has. At the church conference yesterday, we, uh, the, our, the presiding editor asked us what was the highlight of your ministry or the challenges of the, throughout the year. When we look at our situation every Sunday, as you see that so many pews are empty, that really breaks our hearts. But when we see the big picture, even though we see people every other Sunday, but still we have many people who has great heart to support our church and our church ministry. And that we are still doing greater things to bring God's mission, God's love to this community and also another country who are struggling with their lives. I think that is our hope of our church. Lisa Brinko says, even though we are small, we are mighty because we have faith in God and what God does through our actions. And then what you have done for this church, those actions may appear small. It may seem to lack the power to change the world or change our church or change our ecosystem. However, in reality, please know that the, what you're doing is we are sowing the seeds of hope for a brighter future of our earth 
our church, and our world, and of our next generation. As I conclude my sermon, I invite you to close your eyes. Don't fall asleep, okay? Close your eyes. And ask God what God knows you to do to care for God's creation and God's people. And bring hope to our families, our church, our denomination, our country, and to our next generation. For Jeremiah, it was to, it was to buy the land in Anathoth as a, as a sign, symbol of hope through his faith. What does God ask you to do to bring hope to this broken world? I'd like to invite you to now write down at least one thing, you can write multiple things, but one thing that our Lord asks you to do to bring hope to this broken world. So now you may open your eyes and write down the one thing that our Lord asks you to do to bring hope to this broken world on this round of green paper. And then I ask you to uh, give it back to me or either usher when you leave the church. As we reflect on the story of Jeremiah and his unwavering faith and hope in you, we are reminded of the importance of trusting in your promises, even in the midst of despair. Just as Jeremiah believed in your word and took action, Lord, help us to find hope in our lives, no matter the challenges we face. And we ask you to grant us the same unwavering faith to take action, to sow the seeds of hope in our broken world, and to trust in your promises for a brighter future. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs>